0: Crack a beer and join John and Mister Steve as they explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. You are now entering the Might Be Brews podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, episode seventy-four. My name is John. With me, as always, Mister Steve. How are you doing tonight,
1: John? Keep Mister Steve's name out of your mother
0: effin' <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I, I was trying so hard to come up with a, a Will Smith joke and <laughs> I, I, just, I just couldn't do it. But guys, if you can't tell, we've got a little bit of background noise. We are live on site at Root Down Brewing Company in beautiful Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. At the moment, we are joined with head brewer, Chris. Chris, how you doing tonight? Good. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Dude, thank you so much for having us. Uh, we're super excited. Just to let everybody know who's uh, watching and listening, um, we're also going to have Mike on as well. Uh, he's at another event, and he's going to be here shortly, but he's going to sit down and join the party, but we're just going to get things started. Um, he's here in spirit. Yeah, he's here yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, um, so Phoenixville used to be stomping grounds for me. Um, I used yeah. to work here for a long time. And um, we'll, we'll probably talk about it with Mike a little bit, but I've got some history with this building. Yeah, um, you know, and I was literally just coming through town all the time. And it's crazy how I switched jobs about five years ago, so I wasn't coming to Phoenixville anymore. And, and how much it's changed just in that time? Yeah, for sure, It's yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty nuts.
2: Yeah, I've heard some stories. Are our head chef, he, he used to own a restaurant down the street here and he he's told me some stories. Yeah, <laughs> back I believe in the it. <laughs> you know, but
0: it's funny because I remember a long time ago, people were telling me like, you know, they're putting money into Phoenixville. And and this was this was at least fifteen years ago, I think, right? Probably fifteen years ago. And people were saying they, like all they were doing was putting down new concrete. Yeah. And, like, new street lamps, like, on the sidewalks. And they're like, this is going to be, like, the next, like, really cool town yeah. to hang out. And they were completely right. And it's just crazy how much it's evolved in that time with all of these amazing breweries and restaurants. And it's such a cool little downtown area.
2: Yeah, absolutely. If so, you if you avoid the downtown for, like, a year and then come back, you're like, where? what happened? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, like where for sure. Town? Oh, yeah,
0: it just evolves so quickly. Yeah. How old is all that
2: construction, like? That way, that's not very old, is it? Like all the the condos and apartments yeah. back there. Yeah, I want like within the last five years. I want to say, yeah, is yep. yeah. here where I started. But I mean, it's I mean, yeah. I used to. I grew up in this general area too. I grew up in Berwyn, and I'd come here every now and then, you know, like in the high school days. And I stayed away for a few years, and then came back. And like I knew there was an Iron Hill. Yep. And that was, <laughs> and yeah, then right? I was like, and that's it. That's everything else changed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so crazy. I mean, what what does Phoenixville have? They've got a route down, obviously. They've got uh, Sly Fox, um, Stable Uh, Twelve, and now now they yeah the Stable Twelve and uh, what's the Uh, guy on the west side Uh, Rebel Hill Rebel
2: Hill yep yeah good friends of ours up on seven twenty four yeah yep yeah good people.
0: So like the the place that I used to work is like right across the street from Rebel Hill. Okay. So they were just building it as I was leaving, and I was like, of course they're putting in a brewery across the street from my office, (laughs) and uh, and I'm leaving this job, but it's cool, it's cool. So, Chris. when we have a new guest on what we like to do is ask them what their earliest or first craft beer experience was. So I, you know, the the way that I like to try to say it is, you know, what was that moment where you had something that wasn't a Miller light or Bud light or whatever it is that was like, wow, there, you know, this is, this is something special. Yeah. Does anything pop out in your head?
2: Yeah. There's one that I immediately started thinking of when you asked the question, uh, Back in the college days, I was in Ithaca, New York, uh, and, yeah, just, just imbibing heavily on, you know, bush light and stuff like that. Yep, yep. And then one day I had uh, Oma Gang's uh, Abbey Double. Okay. And it was a it was a bomber bottle. It was, like, cork and cage and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what is this thing? And I it was dark, you know, it was, like, amber kind of color. And I drank it, and I remember just getting, like... Like raisin and cheese kind of flavors out of it, like, but not in an offensive way. Like, sure. it, it, it just hit my palate so hard to the point where I was like, "Oh, they must have added like an extract. Like, you don't get that from malt. You don't get that from the brewing process." Right. Yeah. And then my friends were like, "No, no, that's that. It's just, <laughs> it's process driven. This is just like you know yep. what what the what you know what comes from that yeast and that malt and blah blah blah." Right. And I just remember being completely blown away by that, and that that kind of started my fascination with like, okay, if you could do that with an amber colored beer what about a darker beer what about you know an ipa and just everything just kind of snowballed from there so
0: you know what other beers did you start getting into and and you know did you start off like okay i found this belgian style that i really like did you just go like really crazy into belgians or did you start exploring styles yeah
2: (laughs) yeah i did i Uh, Like, I mean, even to this day, Orval might be, like, my Desert Island beer. I could – I don't care if it's room temp or, like, fresh or old. Like, it's just perfect. I love that beer. It's got the Britannomyces that can kind of take over over time. You get these, like, banana bread kind of flavors in it. I think it's, like, perfect. So, yeah, I went down that rabbit hole for a while and then uh, slowly got into hoppier styles because, like, this is, like, early to mid-2000s and any IPA was bitter and, like, had, you know – Simcoe and Cascade and, yeah. and Chinook in it and it was like really resonating and intense and I uh, hated it at first and then like slowly kind of got my palate, palate developed to it and then yeah. it was like no, I, you know, West Coast IPAs are amazing and then I discovered Flower Power which is Ithaca Brewing mm-hmm. where I was living and I was like, that blew my mind. so Yeah. yeah that So I went down that rabbit hole and then um, kind of post-college I got into a really big German lager phase. I don't know what led me to it but something about the cleanliness of it like the bready the liquid bread kind of factor really hit me and then there was an English phase so it's it's just been like this ongoing kind of evolution of just like discovering a new style and just like going full bore and being obsessed with it yeah intensely for like a year (laughs) that's funny
1: Belgians were one of my gateways that's kind of how I got into like oh my god there's more than just yellow fizzy water
2: absolutely yeah
1: I always thought that Belgian doubles would be a nice gateway for a new beer drinker. There's a little bit of sweetness in it. It's not overpowering. Not bitter. I I wonder why it's not had its its moment in the sun here in this revolution.
0: You know, somebody like me that's a a younger, newer beer drinker, um, Belgians aren't my favorite. and I'm starting to come around on them a bit more and I'm finding ones that I like more than others. But you know, sometimes when that banana and clove are too heavy or that Belgian yeast has too much of that funk in it, mm-hmm. for me, um, sometimes it turns me off. However, there's been times where I've had a bunch of them that have just, you know, been, you know, I guess just well balanced and really hit the spot for me. Yeah. So I think, I think it just depends. And I, I guess I could kind of see that where a guy that came in with, you know, when I started drinking craft beers... You know, I, I had one of my first ones at Station Tap Room. Mm, oh yeah, and it was a a, a Sculpin, just the original Sculpin. Nice. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, this that was one of the first times where I had something that was really hoppy, but balanced and, and really did a lot for me. And um, but yeah, so like you know that that but that was right at the beginning of like things were were going away from that West Coast. I feel like, and then and then yeah. people started fruiting beers with like or, or when I say fruiting, it was more like the grapefruit sculpins. Oh yeah. Was, and the pineapple, pineapple. sculpins and, yeah. and things like that. Um, Dude, so it was a different time for me.
1: We used to wait in line for a pineapple or a grapefruit sculpin. I know, right? <laughs> it was it's, like an event.
0: It's so crazy how how times have changed. Even in the little lo- I mean you know somebody like you that that's you know been started off with belgian i'm sure you've seen a, a completely different beer evolution than i have oh
2: yeah like i mean the reason i got into those styles initially because it was like imports were king at the time like this the, it was before the boom happened so like yeah. yeah if you want a good beer quote unquote it was like maybe you had a craft brewery and you're you know within like a 15 mile radius if not it was like you you, you get out your wallet. You go to the beer distributor yeah. and you buy a case you of buy beer. A case? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll take a case of Chimay for one hundred twenty dollars. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, that's so crazy. So when, when did brewing become a thing for you?
2: Uh, for me, it was like
0: you know home brewing, or you know how did it start?
2: For me, it was home brewing. I graduated college in two thousand eight at the height of the economic recession, and nice. I <laughs> couldn't <laughs> get a job to save my life, and I had to move back in with my parents. Because I literally had $0 in my bank account. So all my other friends weren't around. They were all like, you know, a lot of them were in New York and doing their own thing. So I had a lot of downtime. And I was like, all right, uh, five-gallon homebrew bucket time. <laughs> so right. I went to a place uh, called Brew Your Own Beer and Wine in uh, uh, near Ardmore. Uh, okay. God, I forgot the exact time right now. How uh, they,
1: How'd they come up with that name? <laughs> I don't know; <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs>
2: but really nice guy opened the shop. He, he just kind of like mentored me, like here's exactly what you do. He gave me the whole like you know these instructions, and I went back to my parents' place and brewed a five gallon batch. And it was if I drank it now, I think it would be terrible. It like it probably tasted like it fermented in a trash can, but it it was like five ish percent, and it would yeah. had, you know it it tasted like beer. And I was like, this is fantastic. So I just kind of kept going from there. Um, so yeah, I was homebrewing for a number of years, um, and actually, uh, buying ingredients from Mike, uh, okay. yeah. who, who's you know, now our owner at Root Town, uh, cause he owned a shop in, uh, in Downingtown called, uh, Artisan Homebrew. Yeah. Uh, so I was buying from him for years and then literally I was just, you know, a guy who was in his kitchen making five gallon batches and then, uh, kind of had a falling out with, uh, my previous line of work. and. Was bitter and wanted to do something more fun for a living, and Mike was at the most perfect timing possible. Mike was like, "You want to be an assistant brewer at a brewery?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah, be <laughs> oh my awesome. god, yes. Perfect timing. <laughs> so, and I, yeah, and, and this, this has been my first and only uh, brewing gig. I started here as an assistant uh, under the wing of a veteran brewer named Steve Bischoff, who was with Sly Fox. Mm-hmm. He, he literally he, he trained me from the ground up. He taught me how to wash a keg, fill a keg. You know, clean a keg. Eventually, clean fermenters. You know, mash in, brew the whole nine yards. <laughs> There's Mike, and uh, yeah, take just, a seat
0: whenever you're ready. Just hop on. He did. He yeah, trained me in from in the ground that. up, and then uh, yeah, yeah and, and sorry, and seats, taken.
2: You know, I'm still here to this day, and eventually, you know, he parted ways, and I kind of got the head brewing job. So yeah, that's awesome. That's it. The evolution's been kind of, you know, kind of kind of quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> do you do you ever remember home brewing? and brewing a beer, and you were like, I might be good at this. Like, you know, you're talking about these trash can beers, but, like, <laughs> did it eventually turn into something where you're like, you know, I think I'm on to something or, or you know, anything like that?
2: I always second-guess second guess myself because I think classic homebrewer uh, problem is, like, you give it to your friends, and your friends aren't going to be mean to you. It's like, yeah, it's great, you know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> as they toss it over their shoulder.
0: Right. But, yeah, I just you remember like a style or a specific beer that you did where you're like, I, I might actually, you know, be cut out for this or like, I think I'm actually, you know, th- this was a really good beer.
2: I did, I did an English mild a long time ago and I remember I brought it to people who were harsh critics and they said it was good. And I was nice. like, okay, this was like kind of a naked style and I think I did it pretty well. And I was like, okay, maybe, you know, it, it at least inspired me to keep going. I yeah. don't know if I quite, I quite was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a career move, you know, but nice. yeah. Yeah, that's
0: cool. <laughs> Mike, thank you for, for joining us. Thanks
2: for having me. I'm sorry I'm
0: late. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Try to get as close as you can oh. to the mic when we're talking. Dude, I, um, first off, thank you. Dude, thank I you. feel like we've um, been friends and friendly and talking for so long, and I'm almost embarrassed that it's taken as long as it has to actually make this happen.
3: I agree. A lot of it was my fault, in a way, just for being a scatterbrain, and but, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know why it didn't happen.
0: You, well, I, you know... Who knows for sure. I wanna say that, you know, opening a brewery with a restaurant and all this stuff, you know, you kinda let me in the doors early on and I saw I saw things happening and how quickly you were growing and and how much stuff that you were dealing with and you know, I I think I I came in here to talk to you one time and you were also giving an interview to a newspaper and Mm -hmm. and maybe had somebody for an interview like all happening at the same time. And I'm like, you know, opening a brewery is probably not that easy. Like it was a very, I I, I just immediately got the perception of how hectic. Well, it got
3: hectic right away because we got lucky enough to win GABF. Yeah, exactly. We came out of the gates and it was like, oh, you got a gold medal in your brewery of the year. You yeah. know, and it was just like what? So that's probably how that exactly. newspaper or that, magazine or whatever it was. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Where that's, that came from? Yeah, you know. So
0: well, I think I think the newspaper was just like you're opening a place. You didn't have it. Uh, didn't that have might the have doors be, open.
3: Oh, Reading. Yeah, exactly. Redding, Eagle. Yep, I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, there. Yeah.
0: But um, all right. So since since it's your first time on the show, Mike, and we're going to start over with you, we need to know your this is crazy, first the sound, though. Yeah, I got right? it sound used good to this? I'm
3: uh, it's good. <laughs> I, yeah. Is it weird hearing your voice? It's weird hearing my voice and There's so, a slight delay.
0: Yeah, my my trick used to be taking uh, one ear that off. What those, that's what those DJs do. Maybe, yeah. That works. Yeah, so that used to help me. I ended yeah. up, you know, after yeah. a year and a half got used to it. But didn't I, for like the first like half of the episodes, have yeah, yeah, one ear off? Yeah, you were definitely a one-ear guy. And yeah, I'm, for I sure. I don't get it. So, Mike, take us back to your first craft beer experience. What was the first beer that made you think like, oh, like, there's another level of beer out here Uh, and changed your mind about things.
3: Yeah, that was, uh, for me, the one where I I, I went, oh, wow, this is craft beer. Um, Sierra Nevada Celebration
0: Ale. Celebration. I was expecting pale ale.
3: Yeah, no, it was Celebration. Um, You know, I was, at that time, I was drinking crappy beer, uh, diving into craft beer, um... And then everybody, it was just this hyped up thing around, it was like 1998. It was a hyped up thing. People were like, oh, you got to try this celebration. Yeah. I hated the first sip. Yep. I was disgusted by the second sip. Yeah. And by the third sip, I went, wait a minute, hold on. Something's happening. Something, I'm experiencing something. Right, yeah. And then next thing I know, I finished the bottle. I was drinking it right from the bottle. Yeah. and I went, holy hell, that was that was amazing. Yeah. And then
1: I was like, I, I, I gotta do another and, and I think that was the nice. most As he so. was picturing this, as he was saying that, I was picturing Teen Wolf.
4: Yeah. Yeah. remember <laughs> the Teen
1: Wolf the he got like a little growing. bit of hair yeah, on his yeah. ear and he's like, yeah. What's this? Yeah, yeah. A little Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm on a. Yeah. Two and, minutes and later, he's Ironically a enough,
3: yeah. Ironically enough, uh, after I finished a six-pack, I was on top of a minivan <laughs> driving down the highway. It to was a it was a bad yeah. night, but you know, that's wiped clean off my record at this point. So. Expunged. Oh, yeah. That's the term. That's it. <laughs> Nobody knows that term <laughs> Shut
1: except
0: up. for
3: people that have had something yeah. expunged.
1: <laughs>
0: Shout out to Evan. He said, Mike is the one that taught me to brew as well.
3: Uh, Evan's a great brewer. I love yeah. Evan. I mean, yeah. yep. And he, he was supposed to come up here. He just texted me. Oh, yeah? And he was like, sorry, man, I can't make it. And I wanted to be like, I'm not even there right now. I'm running later. Such a good dude. Yeah, he really is. He, so he, tell,
0: tell me about... Um, so no, I, let's just talk about Evan. Yeah, yeah let's just do that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love Evan.
0: Dude, he's... Um, so he's like been one of our like original fans And I didn't yeah. even realize that he was like In with all the breweries too And then all Hell of a sudden yeah. I'm like He does
3: all our security Yeah for like everybody
0: <laughs> yeah. For like everybody that, that we yeah, know yeah. So But and I always just see him out too I'll just like randomly grab dinner Or, or drink somewhere And he's there Yeah Too with his family or whatever So that's awesome But um, tell me about When um, you got into brewing Like you know what, what was going on with home brewing And then You know, tell us about how maybe, I don't know what happened first, but when that evolved into the homebrew store.
3: Um, Okay, so, man, I haven't told this story in a very long time. Okay. (laughs) So it all started, um, I got into craft beer, like I said, drinking Sierra. I was working at Exton Beverage at the time, you know, 1999. Uh, They were kind of in the forefront of craft beer, so I was like, just, Diving into this new craft beer scene, yeah. uh, really getting into it. And then I discovered Victory Brewing Company uh, right in Downingtown. I lived in Thorndale. This was perfect. Um, Victory is where I cut my teeth yeah. in craft beer. And to this day, they're, you know, number one in my book. Yep. Um, so I was always into it. And then I joined the Marines and I got stationed at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. And at the time, North Carolina had no good craft beer. I was already into craft beer, and now I'm going out on a weekend place
0: where there's nothing in
3: Jacksonville, North Carolina. I was lucky if I could find a Sam Adams, you know. And I was like, "Oh, this is crazy!" So I found a shop that had Mister Beer kits, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm going to make my own beer." So me and some buddies we made beer in our and we put it in our locker in our barracks, right? And we would just was that allowed? No, it I it was, so <laughs> no. I definitely do not think it was. No.
1: Not at all. Speaking uh, of expunged. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that lasted. We did two batches. Um, and mind you, we would, we would just let this ferment and two weeks later just drink it flat. You know, we did nothing. We just yeah. drank it. You know, and it was garbage. But I really felt like I was creating something. I had fun with it. I think on our third batch, uh, we had an inspection. It got caught by a gunnery sergeant. Mm. He made us dump it out. Um, We then moved the show to a buddy's house who was married, so he was able to live off base. Nice. So we played around with it, but it fizzled out quickly. None of my buddies were really into it because it tasted like crap. Um, Right. It wasn't good. But we, you know, I was like into it because I was just like, I kept saying to myself, when I get out of the Marines, I'm opening a brewery. Um why well, I, I got out of the Marines and I was dead broke and I went, <laughs> It takes a lot of money to open a brewery. Right, so yeah. um I'm not gonna do that right away. And that's when I was like, but I love brewing beer. Yeah. So then I decided to go in the direction of, well, let me open a homebrew shop because everything I heard and read, bells in Michigan, that's what they did. They started yeah. out as a homebrew shop. Okay. You know, and then they, you know, became a brewery I didn't know that. attached that's to a cool. homebrew shop. Yeah. Uh, so that was my vision and started artisan homebrew um really as a as just a thing to kind of buy time to kind of fine-tune brewing uh homebrewing get better at it and kind of create a job for myself while i'm doing that yeah right um and then naturally i don't know how long it was four years five years i decided to kind of make the jump but i decided that it couldn't be a part of artisan homebrew i had to separate it yeah okay and uh and that's when I made the decision, I was getting married and I told my wife three days before I got married, um, I'm selling the business, I'm selling the homebrew shop <laughs> and you're going to marry an unemployed dude <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with the dream of opening a brewery. Yeah. And, uh, it was, you know, kind of wow.
1: had to go all in at that point. Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. And then that's, that's how that kind of jumped into it. So, you didn't think you could have expanded into the dress shop next door to have yeah, the brewery? No, I, <laughs> I, I really did think that. I, I'm not going to lie; yeah, all right. those
3: thoughts were in my head, um, taking up the hardwood floor, and like because there was a basement below that yeah. shop, and I was like, "Oh, that's where we'll put the tanks." Okay, yeah. I try, you know, but no, you just needed a bigger footprint and everything. All um, right. So
0: before we get into too much more of the story of opening this place, I want to quick talk about the first beer that we're drinking here. I still have a little bit. I think you do too. I'm late to the party,
3: so uh, that's yeah, all right. I don't But know this what is uh, this is Zeal. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: great, Christian. Chris yes, yeah, so did Chris, if you don't mind, moment. tell
0: us a little bit about Zeal because um, I, I absolutely love this beer. But tell yeah. us a little bit about what it is and the recipe.
2: Yeah, sure thing. It's a uh, it, it, it kind of speaks to like a like an ongoing like kind of trend that we've been doing where we've been taking old German styles and kind of doing a modern update on it with New Zealand hops. So Zeal is a German Hellas. It's it's the The color, the IBUs, everything about it is like a buy-the-book German Hellas. But we do it with uh, Wakatu and Motueka, which are, you know, believe it or not, not native to Germany. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I get more like, like lime zest and kind mm. of like, a, a, almost like a lemon lime zest kind of flavor out of it. And yeah, I get that. Yeah, we we you know we just we just had a lot of them on hand, and we were like we tried them in IPAs, and they were okay. And then we started thinking okay what if what do we do this in a lager and we tried it with this is i think one of the first experiments and we were like let's kind of marry these two styles together and we were like oh this is fantastic it's very easily drinkable uh you know very warm weather appropriate um yeah it just and it's it still has the spiciness that you associate with like the noble hops with that that i would associate with like the german styles but yep. it's got a little bit of that extra like kind of slight tropical fruit vibe going on um,
0: I don't know what it is about New Zealand hops, yeah. but now anytime I see them on a menu, I go for it.
3: Yeah, they're yeah, they're fun. They're, they're fun a hops. lot of fun. Yeah. Like Chris said, we we bought them thinking that, oh man, we're gonna do a lot of IPAs with these, and we did some IPAs with it, and the IPAs were good, but the the hop profile was a supercharged noble hop, and it it just didn't give it, it it didn't give the IPA an explosion. Sure. But that's when like Chris kind of you know was talking and. It kind of came into the idea of, okay, they'll give a lighter beer an awesome explosion. Yeah. yeah right. And, you know, nice. that's when we went in that direction. Even with our uh, wit beer,
2: we started using yeah, absolutely. some yeah. of that. And our our, our, chef, our our pilsner, too. Like We started developing a pilsner around it, too, and I've been so happy yeah, with it. Yeah, I believe it. I definitely
1: like what you did with that zeal. It's like I was worried that it was going to become an IPL, like an, I, an yeah. IP lager, but it's yeah. not that. It's, yeah, it's got, still a yeah. lager. It's still crisp with just that little back.
2: Drop yeah, it's exactly. hop in there for you. It's really good. Yeah, still trying to respect the style itself, like not trying to. Yeah, exactly. It's not dry hopped. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like yeah. what
0: you said about the noble hops because it does kind of give me that earthiness and and the uh, that that bitterness mm-hmm. that you kind of think when you think noble hop. But I mean, you know, you say lemon lime and then I get it right away. And I wish that I had a palate that could like figure out the words because as soon as you say it, yeah, I'm like I get it immediately. But maybe it's it's also like one of those brain tricks. Like you could tell me bubblegum oh, yeah. or something or like chicken tacos yeah. and I'll we, be like, oh, yeah. I get it.
3: One thing we do at Root Down and it's kind of like something that we, we consciously choose to do is we don't get super descriptive of our beers in the sense of being descriptive like that. Because we've all had our palates develop since we were two years old. You know what you taste, whether yeah. you know the technical name for it or it's just you know, a memory like, Oh, that's like gummy worms. And, and to you, that's, that's good. Right. You know, so we found like when we try to explain stuff like, Oh, this tastes like white gummy bears and fresh cut lawn and, um, lemongrass and all that people get upset if they don't associate it with that. Sure. So we kind of don't want to do that mental manipulation of what you're going to taste. And we want you to dive into the beer by us just giving you the basic and saying, It's a light hellas, slightly spicy, dry finish. Have at it. Whatever you taste, enjoy. No, I like
0: that approach. You come up with, in your head, what you want. That makes a lot of sense. You know, sometimes I get, it's this weird balance, right? Because I get totally why a brewery would do that. But at the same time, sometimes I'll go to a place and they just have names of the beers, sometimes a style, and I'm just like... Well, if I've got like four American IPAs, like how do I know which one I want to order? Yeah, mm-hmm. if I don't know that, like, well, this one is New Zealand hops, or this one's, you know, a double dry hop, this and that, or whatever. So, like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to, you know, for for a consumer, I guess, sometimes to like. But I get the decision we, also we go from back the and brewers forth on yeah. what the right what the it's right like, move tough. is. Yeah, you yeah know, it's gotta like, be a tough thing to figure out. Yeah, I get it. So so let's go into. You, you're deciding that you're going to go pro. I always use that term. You're going to yeah. go pro, right? You're going to you're going to open up your own place. I was going to go broke. <laughs>
3: That's what it was, <laughs> right? For, uh, for at least a few years. <laughs> and, and you're
0: going to try to find a spot. What year was that? And and what when did what made you? Because you were looking in Coatesville too, yeah. right? Like I was looking up near
3: where Animated is. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go up there. Yeah. Um, I was looking all over, man. Downingtown was my main focus. Cause that's where the shop was. That's yeah. where I lived. Yeah, I lived in Thorndale, yeah. Um, you know, and things just weren't working out. And then I was looking at a place on two eighty two, Sorry. Uh, near the Schuylkill trail. Um, and, or not Schuylkill trail. Um, what's that running? Struble. Struble. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Struble trail. Uh, so I actually engaged into, a. uh, A letter of agreement with with uh, landlords, and we started discussing opening a place there. But I knew about this place, and I really liked the the direction that Phoenixville was going. Yep, it it was. All these breweries coming in, right? And and most people were like, "Oh, you don't want to go up there. It's a bunch of breweries." And I'm like, "No, I do. I want to be around breweries because I love going to places like Asheville, North Carolina, where it's a yeah, destination. Right? And you know, to use that political term, a rising tide rises all ships, right? Like, yeah. that's the that's the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, Jarrett from Bluebird, the distiller, he's up at the bar right now. I just saw. Yeah. We all like. We're a community up here of distillers and brewers and, and, and it's the community. That's what I wanted. Uh, I knew this place existed, but um, Chatty Monks had a lease for this place. And you know I was like, oh, whatever. So I'm dealing with this place at Struble Trail and then all of a sudden my phone rings and a buddy's like, yo, I heard Chatty Monks pulled out of that spot. And right, like that same day, the landlord for the property we were looking at in downtown started acting all weird, and like they had a they had a bigger fish that yep. they were ready to hook, okay. and I was like, this this might be it. So yeah. I drove I drove up here, and um, I called the number on the uh, the window, and the realtor um, he was like, oh, I can I can you know put you in touch with the owner i'll get back to you in like a week or so and i was like no like i'd like to talk now and yeah the funny thing was the realtor was over at steel city a coffee shop just across the street okay yeah so he walks out and he's like i'm standing at the corner let's yeah. talk now then. nice yeah and it, it just i don't know yeah, it's it just, just like the universe aligned oh, that's and, awesome. and we got this spot and it's you know it was scary because it's a big spot it is yeah. a big spot <laughs> Yeah, starting out, you're like, "All right, this is more than we need." Um,
0: but it's but like we'll- such a cool building. Me having worked in Phoenixville for so long and knowing like the history of it, yeah, and that, it's I been here that forever. That you yeah. you didn't buy it from the guy. Um, I don't own this building. I didn't buy it. I'm not oh, I you're, you're, this. Okay, okay, yeah.
3: but he bought it from Superior Beverage owner. Okay, so that yeah. guy bought Tom. it and
0: then he's leasing it to you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure if you were yeah. dealing with Tom or. No, 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 no. Tom's you. great. Tom yeah, yeah. Tom has
3: been in here after we've redone it. Uh, he loves seeing the transition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's still on Superior Beverage.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a he's a cool guy. Yeah. But um but yeah, so so you're you decide on this spot and this was not at all the space that it is now. I mean nope. there, there was a lot of different things going on in here. I swear I walked through here and there was like stuff from like soda. Oh yeah, and like you know the soda business yep. and, and things like that yeah, still the around. Yeah, root beer stuff. Yeah, still
3: here. Yeah, it was, but it, I mean it was just so. I don't know, just the bones of this place are just so beautiful. Yeah, that like I was afraid to like put drywall over anything. I, sure. I was like, no, I just want to keep it completely exposed the way it is. Yep. Throw some graffiti up, and you know, <laughs> I mean, there's a charm in that. That's that. That's the yeah. kind of look I, I really like. Like it's it's a look of, and. <laughs> I've said this before, you know, and we're a restaurant and a brewery, so people don't want to hear this, but it's a look of dilapidation, but like beautiful dilapidation. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just kind of like, it, it's pretty.
0: I get it because it, it's, it's a really... It's, it's a clean mean, in here. Yes. You know,
3: like you could <laughs> eat off the floor, but...
0: Yeah. No, maybe not right now. But, but, but <laughs> it's it's industrial. Um, it, it's got an industrial feel. Yeah. But it's also got like you know that old school, like an older building. Like yeah. I, I get what you mean, like with the dilapidation. But it's so cool back here. Like if anybody hasn't been here, there's it's a beautiful tap room space. You've got these like incredible floors, these high ceilings, a beautiful, humongous. That's a concrete bar, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so cool. Heaviest bar in Chester County, I guarantee. <laughs> Right, so that in itself is a cool place, but then you walk down that little ramp and there's this humongous space back yeah, it's, here. And
3: then it's like, it's like two different yes um, Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: it's a completely different right. experience almost back here. So you're putting work in to, to, to get this place together, and at what point did you did you know the entire time that there was going to be a restaurant involved?
3: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> was, uh, I didn't want... Trust me, man. My early business models uh, didn't want it, wanted to go the food truck route. Yeah. Um, you know, but when you're when you're going to pick up a lease this big with this big of a space, you know, you need that extra income sure. coming in. So, yeah, I mean, um, we struggled the first two years maybe um, with the kitchen um, because our focus, we want to be a brewery. Yeah. We want to make good beer. And that was it. And like... We'll give you a pretzel and some fries yeah. and, like, you know, just easy food. Yeah. Um, and that worked. That worked for us for two years. It really did. Uh, like I said, not to go back to saying, you know, the winning the GABF, but that brought a lot of people in for us. So we were able to get by with just beer sales, pint sales. Yep, like, yep. you know, um, then... You're in Phoenixville and Phoenixville is filled with amazing restaurants. So then the pressure starts to be like, all right, if you're going to play with the big dogs, you, you need to start right. putting out some good food. Um, so that's when we hired the chef we have now. And uh, I mean, he's just incredible. Now our food yeah. is next level. Like now people like people go, people used to always go oh, we want to go to Root Down, grab some beers, maybe an appetizer, then go someplace in town to grab a bite to eat. Um, and that's cool if you still want to do that. But now people are like, yo, let's go to Root Down, grab some dinner. <laughs> How long's the that's chef been here? Uh, well, he's been here for about two years, and okay. I feel like we haven't been able to utilize him because of COVID. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It, It's like we bring in this amazing chef, and then we're shut down, and it's like, his name's Guy. We're like, hey, Guy, uh, you got to make pizzas for takeout. That's all we're doing It's yeah, just takeout. Right. You know, and, and he did an amazing job. And people were like, these are the best pizzas we had. But uh, we just weren't utilizing them the way that we want to for his talents.
0: I'm going to ask Chris, is the pizza good? You're a pizza expert like me. <laughs> no,
2: it's good. It's is very good. good. Yeah, no, nice. <laughs> he's good. I'll, I'll he get does geeky it the right he way. Natural yeah, no, all yeah. that stuff. Oh, he's so.
0: using a wild poolish. He's, yeah. he's doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we, we were chatting about. <laughs> yeah. both of us are into making pizzas.
3: Dude, I would. T- I would love to get Chris to make some pizzas here. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah,
0: that's awesome. So, I mean, you're, you're, you figure all that stuff out, but when you're opening, you know, you do some homebrewing stuff, but you know. What's your decision on brewing? Are you going to take the brewing responsibilities on yourself? No, no. I knew I could do, do that. Okay.
3: So uh, early on, we had Steve Bischoff. Do you remember Steve? Steve worked at the yep. Humber Shop. I knew him. He was a brewer at Sly Fox. Amazing brewer, extremely talented. Um, he was the main brewer. So originally, starting out, it was going to be me and him brewing in the brew house. That was the game plan. I wanted to open a brewery so I could brew. Yeah. I feel it was like four months after opening, I was like. I can't, can't <laughs> bro. Are you kidding <laughs> right. me? Yeah, like, yeah. there's so much other stuff to do. Um, so I'm almost completely hands-off, except for talking with Chris and all that. Yeah. Um, so Steve really took the reins, and then Chris came in as an
0: assistant with Steve. Um, what Steve, about, What about, like, the recipes? Like, wh- when you're well, deciding to open a place, what what did you have on board that you – or, like, in your mind, like – These are the beers that we're going to do. What was the original? You you reach a point that
3: recipes are recipes. I mean, I like, you know, like making good beer is beyond the recipe. Some of the best beers are a Pilsner, for example, a straight Pilsmo. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like there, there's, it doesn't need to be complicated. What makes a good beer is the attention to detail. The cleanliness, um, knowing when to transfer, how to transfer right, um, zero oxidation, like all this, all the little fine stuff that's usually overlooked is what makes a good beer. Yeah. So recipes, I mean, we do our recipes, they're spinoffs of previous beers that tasted great. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, we have Bind um, that tastes great. Then we go, all right, let's make another IPA, but let's just up the percentage of Vienna, same recipe, up the percentage of Vienna, change out these three hops, Um, stick with the same yeast, A little lower grain, a little lower ABV, like, I mean, like, it all, every recipe just kind of spins off the previous recipe. Gotcha. And I, I wouldn't say we had a recipe that, we had beers that just didn't sell or didn't do great because of the style Right. But we take that recipe and we do that same grain bill and everything and we just kind of switch it up and brew another beer with a different name. And then for some reason that one's, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. it <laughs> but the recipes are the easiest part of brewing, I
2: think. Yeah, yeah, they don't. I mean, I, I, not to say like, oh, I just slap it together. But yeah, it's like you, we kind of develop targets for like, okay, we want these flavors in it. I want this IBUs. I want this kind of color. And it's like okay, it's it's not that hard to develop. Yeah, it's really more process driven. I would say particularly okay. with process loc- is the most important. Yeah, though. particularly yeah. with lagers. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's we just did one. It's 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 Pils malt and Wakatu hops. And I just took a sample from the tank today. I'm like, this beer is beautiful. Like yeah. <laughs> there's nothing there's yeah. nothing terribly special about it. But right. it's, just, it's the nakedness that makes just it. Just doing it right. Yeah. and
0: yeah.
3: Even when I owned the homebrew shop, you know, and and people would come in to put a recipe together. I would always tell people the rule of five. If it has more than five ingredients yep. in it, you're wasting your damn time. You Just know, figure if, out the five. If, figure out the five. You yeah. know, like even with a stout, maybe there, maybe you can add a little more to a stout because you got wiggle room with the robust dark malts. But if you're coming to me and going, I'm putting crystal forty, crystal eighty, crystal one twenty, aromatic biscuit malt. You're, I'm going aromatic biscuit. They're almost the same. Uh, it's going to get lost in the sauce once you add all that yeah. uh, roasted barley. Why do you have three different crystal malts in there? Stick to one. You yeah. know, like it's so
0: simple is better. Sure. You know?
3: Yeah. K-I-S-S. So.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> so so you're, you're coming out with um, with beers and how was the reception when you first opened? you know, what, what was it like, you know, opening the doors? I'm sure that's a scary moment, right? Like you've got these plans in your head, (laughs) you've got these beers brewed. You you think, you know, how things are, you know, how you think things are going to go. And then you actually open the doors someday, this one day. What what was that like?
3: I, John, I'm dead serious. I (laughs) wish I could answer that question, but it's been five years since then. Yeah. And I would say the first month Maybe two months of running root down is a blur to me because it was so chaotic.
0: Okay.
3: I'm not kidding you. I like, believe it. It's a blur. Yeah. It was long nights, falling asleep on grain bags in the back, waking up early, doing shit right away, and then bartending. You wow. know, like it was just doing everything because you're so nervous and you want to oversee everything. Um, to me, it went smoothly, and that was because I had the right people in place. It wasn't me that made yeah, it right. run smoothly. We had a great kitchen staff. We had amazing bartenders, which we most of them are still with us today. Yeah. Um,
0: Who's the guy I pointed out earlier that I've seen like, since the beginning?
3: Uh, Justin. Justin. Yeah. And he's our assistant brewer now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He started out as a bartender yeah. with yeah, us, and yeah. now he's our assistant brewer. He's kicking ass.
0: Yeah. Shout out Justin. I don't know if we said it on mic, but... Uh, that anniversary party where he did oh, yeah. that system of a down cover,
3: <laughs> oh yeah, like on karaoke or for some
0: reason. I think I think it was, yeah. that was what it was. I think unless he was I was in here a another metal metal
3: band or something, right? Wasn't yeah. he? I think so. Yeah. Like he was yeah. a singer for a band at yeah. one point. Hopefully like he listens def-
0: to this, yeah. but I just hope he knows that somebody appreciated his performance when he yeah. did that. So so everything's crazy. You're opening up, but but people are coming in, and you're working your tail off. At what point? Um, is there a moment, was it Bind, was it GABF? What was that moment where you're like, this is gonna work? Um, it, it, the moment for
3: me and my most memorable moment, and I think we're three months in, um, it was a packed Saturday night and I was behind the bar and music was playing. And I can't remember if we had a DJ or it was just our music playing. Um and I took a step back from the bar and we have these steps behind the bar that go up to an office. Yep. And I went up like three steps and, and I mean it was like packed, elbow to elbow. Yeah. And I watched the crowd bounce into the music, a packed crowd, and everybody had a smile on their face, and that meant the world to me. Yeah. Like at that moment I was like, I don't know any of these people, but they're happy yeah. with something I created. And that that was my moment of, like, if I can just do this, if yeah. this can just happen over and over, not make millions, not, like, just smiling faces yeah. in a crowd, holding beers in their hand, making memories, that was my moment.
0: Yeah, I love and that. I love, I love, you know, thinking or, or trying to, like, vicariously experience a moment like that because, I mean... That, that's that's got to be such a cool feeling to me. I think we've said this before, but like if you're a band and you play a song and you get a crowd reaction that you want, like they're into it, yeah. it's got to be a similar feeling, right? Like you've put how much time, blood, sweat, tears, money, whatever, and then you're seeing like it kind of starting to pay off, right? You know, sure. there's all these people that are like enjoying it. Um, that's got to be like just the craziest and, feeling. And
3: everything you see and hear. Um, you know, like the direction and the vision, it's a it's a vulnerable moment for you because it's it's your expression to the world. It's your mm. art, and you're going like, I hope they like it. Your art, right? It's like yeah. personal. Yeah. And if they don't, you
0: know, oh, it boy, makes you feel shit. Got cornhole going. <laughs> I told really. them no problem. They can <laughs> cornhole all they want.
3: <laughs> all right. um, if they don't, you know, you're you're like, wow, they didn't like me. That's right. how you take it. Sure. And, when they do like it when the the crowd does like the graffitied walls the beer that we produce the style that the the logo the you know the energy we create in here when they do like it you go oh they did like my art yeah and and it's like a rewarding feeling yep, you know and then you'll read a yelp review and it's like uh. oh, that mac and cheese was garbage so what oh, happened oh, first shit? i didn't make
0: it what happened first gabf or meltdown <laughs> Oh God, I don't remember. I don't know either. I so, somebody shout out Brett. Um, he yeah. asked if in the chat, um, is there going to be a meltdown 2.0? <laughs>
3: I don't know. Brett, come in and complain about our <laughs> yeah. service. I mean, we need yeah, yeah, know, we angry. <laughs> <like> <laughs> that's what we need. That's and, I funny. Mean, that's a throwback. That, that was a, yeah. That was just an organic weird thing that just kind of came, and it was funny. You know, like it just happened. Dude, I um, I swear. Now that guy is that guy has been back and uh, drank the beer. He's a great dude.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Yeah,
3: really cool dude. Um, you know, it's just kind of funny how the beer world works. It, it is.
0: It's funny.
1: So I checked in melt, meltdown on November eighteenth of twenty seventeen. Okay. So okay. obviously the meltdown happened before after. Oh. the beer.
0: When was Gabf?
1: That was that was in September.
0: Right.
2: That 20, was in September of... 2018. I believe. 2018. It was within the first calendar year yeah, yeah, of our yeah. operation. Right. So Done. yeah, I think it was the following year. Yeah. So that so, makes
0: sense. The guys like, hey, I'm in a new brewery, and it's like chicken of the year. <laughs> somebody's not <laughs> was here a, for 103 <laughs> <it> seconds or <laughs> it whatever was it was. Second
3: time here. He, I <laughs> yeah. mean, look, he, he's a good dude. He was drunk. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I had the video. I didn't. You know, I didn't want to show the video. Yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, I can't <laughs> tell you. I can't tell
1: you how badly I wanted to see the. video. Uh, a lot of people. me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That dude
3: owns a bear. He has a pet bear. What? Yeah. Like when when somebody was like, yo, this is the dude that complained it and they show me his profile picture and he had like a pet brown bear or something. (laughs) I was like, I'm not messing with this dude. Like, oh, that's amazing. And look, he I, and I'm not kidding you. He's a really cool dude. It was yeah. just, you know, no, I, I believe it. It wasn't even a meltdown. It was, you know, we had fun with it. Yeah, he he was he was wrong with his facts, and uh, <laughs> we had we had video proof thanks to Evan with his yeah. security company, Shout All Point Evan. Security. Yes. Uh, we had video proof of how long he was here. Blah blah blah. I'm,
1: anyway, I'm siding with the guy with the bear. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> that was a completely new information
0: to me. <laughs> So, uh, so you do, you do the. I, I thought that was such a cool thing, too, that it was like a beer nerds collaboration. Right? Yeah, Wasn't so it? I
3: knew Todd Farrell. Yeah. And he was.
0: Yeah. Now, now, speaking of Todd, shout out Todd because I've known him for a long time, but I, for some reason, Mike, I don't know if I can place you there. I, I've told this story kind of a bunch of times on the podcast that before I even drank beer, I started playing softball with this crew of people. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. real. Like nobody had anything was to do with Kirk beer park? at the time. No, it was uh, it was in, like West Bradford. Okay, and it was Sean McGettigan, okay. Gov, Todd, Ryan Dunn, um, like all of these crazy people yeah. that like yeah, yeah. all of a sudden now are all in the the beer industry. Yes, yeah, uh, the guys from Animated. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just crazy. But I can't remember if no, you were there at there. all. You weren't no. there. Okay. Cause you, everybody's kind of interconnected, but yeah. Sometimes I'm like, well, no, who I wasn't. I
3: from there? there was a yeah, I would say there was a few years, and honestly, I think that was when I was in the Marines.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I
3: think I was out of state,
0: but yeah, Todd. Todd's uh, a great guy. He actually, you know, when I was at the other Superior, um, I had him doing shirts for us. Oh yeah. You know, when he was doing uh, the clothes business and he's stuff a like genius. that, but he's a yeah. I mean, you should see some of the new stuff there. He's I, I, believe I believe it I if, believe it If anybody's wondering What we're talking about Sky Todd um, He had a clothes business He's always just elsewhere. been Into like elsewhere yep. He's always been Into like You know Graphic design And doing these These amazing things But he does a lot of the Does he do all of the can art he, he's some, an
3: employee of rootdown he's yeah, our yeah. he's our graphics guy he does yeah. our so, so social that's what media, i mean but he's can doing, art everything yeah, yeah. so
0: he's yep. i wanted to make sure yeah he's doing can art Yeah, yeah. he's doing the, the the clothes no i
3: was not going to let stuff, that talent get away from no, me no when, that's you know, like, amazing i i knew todd and i knew his graphic design skills and when i came up with the rootdown logo um, i drew it on a piece of paper it it doesn't look like what it looks like now, but I kind of yeah. went to Todd. I was like, hey, man, like this is my concept. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me work on that. And he just came up with an amazing concept. And, and I loved it. And then I would be like, oh, we're doing our first can label. Can you help me with the design? He came up with an amazing can label. Then I'd pay him for another can label. And then I was like this is too perfect like yeah. dude do you want a job yeah like we can just use you yep
0: and uh yeah it's been That's awesome yeah, perfect his,
2: his output over the last couple of years has been like relentless like yeah. it's just incredibly good oh, yeah <laughs> I believe it
0: I, I can't tell you how many you know PA elsewhere hats and shirts that I bought you everywhere yeah, oh, yeah. My, I, had, I had everyone like he put out a new shirt and I was on it immediately yep. like I just I absolutely loved all and we stuff. took
3: that same business model
0: yeah. uh, basically like we always come
3: out with new shirts, and it's a limited amount.
0: Yeah, it's like a hype beer release, but, but Yeah, uh, but with, merch with, the, too. with just the yeah, shirts. Yeah. And then like, awesome.
3: people, you know, people will be like, oh, damn it. You got a new shirt? I got to buy this one, yeah. too. Like, we're like, yeah, that's kind of the game so plan.
0: <laughs> this is going back, back, but what about the Root Down name? Where did that come from?
3: Uh, so back when I was home brewing and I wanted to open a brewery, I always wanted to use the word roots. It just roots just meant something to me. I d I don't know why. I mean, it, it's a it's a cool word. you it's got a
0: lot of meaning, like it it just you know, you can interpret it so many different ways right. and, and just imagine different interpretations. I got you.
3: Yeah, so it was just a to me it was a word I wanted to use and a buddy of mine who I was homebrewing with, um, Ollie, he was like jokingly one day he was like, Ah oh, man, you should just have you know, I was like how about two roots or all? Uh, I, I can't remember all the other root names I wanted. <laughs> and then he was like, eh, "How about Root Down' from the Beastie Boys?" You know. And I was like, "Ah, no, that's not going to work." <laughs> um, but then, like it, and then I discovered Jimmy Smith's album, who was the creator of "Root Down." That that what the Beastie the Boys sample. took that song from? The sample. Okay. Um, and I just became like amazed by it. And that, like, the Jimmy Smith version. And then I heard a story about Jimmy Smith making that album. And I don't know if it's a true story or not, but I'm going to repeat it like it is. Um, The story was that Jimmy Smith um, took a bunch of young musical talent, fresh out of school and everything, and he said, Hey, I want to make a live album, and I want all you guys to play on it but forget everything you learned in school and just play from the heart and yeah. I'm going to hit the record button and we're just going to play nice and then I was like that's what I want to do with root down I don't want a german trained brew you know yeah. brewmaster I don't want like I want us to just brew from that's, the that's heart jam, yeah. work from the heart just hit the record button yeah. and let's go nice and and I was like that's kind of what I want, and then, root down. The Beastie Boys' name became root down Jimmy. And look, everybody comes in there like the Beastie Boys, and I just go, "Yeah, that's it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, because I don't feel like getting into the story. Sure. Yeah. You know, but you made me do it. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that's what we were wondering of, or wondering about. So, so tell us the. Um the story of Bine, if you could, like <laughs> you, 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 have the you, you create the beer. You probably realize you're onto something. I don't even know how that process works. You just like ship crowlers out to like it was, Colorado. It was or that work.
3: Yeah, okay. we had to send canned beer out. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, ha- how the beer was created was, uh, and shout out to Steve Bischoff if he's listening. But, uh, Bine was an IPA that it was our fourth. Maybe it was our fifth batch of beer that we made when we first opened. So the first batch of beer we did was a Cezanne, and then we did an American Pale Ale. Yeah, and then we, I think we did the Hefeweizen, and then the yeast from the Pale Ale, we created Bind. Now, all of the grain that I bought in when we first started and started to brew we went through pretty quickly. And by the fifth batch, me and Steve were like, all right, this is the grain we have left. We have a little bit of Pills malt. We have a little bit of two row. We have some Vienna. And then we have a mishmash of hops left over until I get more grain in. Right. You want to just make an IPA out of this? Yeah. And it was like, sure, let's okay. do it. Nice. So the recipe was just thrown together with what we had. Knowing that it, it's going to work, two-row pills Vienna, yeah. that's an IPA. We, I've made many IPAs of just two-row Vienna or pills in Vienna. Yep. You know what I mean? Or just pills yeah. with a touch of Vienna. So um, we knew it was going to work. And, again, this is where process comes in. Steve is, was just a master of process. Mm. Um, yes. yes. So we create Bind. Um, we love it right away. And... People were like, "Wow, this is a great IPA." So now we're recreating this beer that we just kind of threw, threw together. together. Yep, and that's what we stuck with. Nice. And then a couple months later, we canned it up, send it out to. Now Steve did do some tweaks. the The first bind was six point seven percent. That's right. Yeah. ABV or six six. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we thought that the body needed to be a little drier. Okay. So we added some corn sugar to it just to kind of give us fermentable sugar, but lighten it up, you know, like 100% fermentable sugar to kick the ABV up, but thin the body out a little bit. Um, So that tweak was made. That was the only tweak made to it. Um, A few hop adjustments with what we had, but, and then we just sent it out to GABF and, I got. We weren't expecting anything. Yeah. So and
0: what was that experience like? I mean, you know, it was the
3: weirdest experience uh, ever. Again, we weren't you know. there. <laughs> yeah, we weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Ask somebody that was at the GABF what it was like. I don't know. We weren't there. Yeah,
0: but uh, but you know, you're talking about like that moment when you realize that like the business is doing well and you're seeing all these people, you know, enjoying your product, to get recognized in that way amongst your peers and people in the industry. Has got to just be like, holy crap!
3: Yeah, I mean, it was. It was a holy crap moment. Yeah. It was. Um, it it was something that, as a home brewer, you always knew about GABF. It, you know, to me, it was the Super Bowl of, yeah. you know, competitions. Um, and it happened, and I was super excited. And I remember Steve was super excited. The whole brewery, people, you know, I got a text from. Matt, who was a brewer or still is, um, brewer from Iron Hill, and he was out at GABF, and I got a text from him first.
1: Okay. I was gonna ask
3: that. I was gonna ask. Yeah. How, how do you, you find you, out? Yeah. Were you That's, refreshing the website? No. I wasn't even watching. I was working. I was bartending. <laughs> and, um, Yeah, and I got a text, and it was like, holy shit, dude, congrats. Oh, can we curse?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. It was like, holy, you can now. I said crap earlier, so you're probably like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah, I got Holy Um, fucking shit.
3: Yeah, so, (laughs) you know, I get this text, and it said, holy shit, dude, congrats. Yeah. And I'm going, "What, what is this guy talking about? But he's a brewer, this is mad, he's from Iron Hill, like, what, um... Wait a minute! It did something happen, and yeah. I and I have no idea. And then, um, God damn, I can't remember who the other person was that texted me. Um, Ethan at Stickman or something. Right. I got another text, and and I was like, dude, like. And then it hit, and I was like, oh, something happened at GABF.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then I
3: had to ask these guys, what, what happened? <laughs> and they're like, you're not here? What's going yeah. on? And I'm like, no. And, and I guess out of GABF, we were named Midsize Brewery of the Year prior to them announcing our awards. So wow. that's what they heard first. And they went, S- you a, had to have yeah, won some uh, awards. It's a point uh, system. Yeah. yeah you yeah, win multiple because awards. Because you up. were so you awarded award this. Yeah. And we're like, what? Oh, shit. So then we start like, okay, we got to listen. What are we getting? And yeah. then it was...
2: Yeah, I yeah. remember. I did. I was. It was a Saturday, and I am sitting there on the couch, and I just started getting texts from like random numbers that weren't yeah. in my phone, and I was like, "What kind of expert level trolling is?" This? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Haha, real funny.
0: So you get, you get, you know mid-sized brewer of the year. That's got to be really cool. And, and how do they judge that? Is that Well, they, that's a point system. Oh, so, okay, it's that's if what you're you
3: saying. we won the gold, so yep. that was like 6 points, and then we won a silver and that was 3 or 4 okay. points. Okay. I got so you. it was like a point system and that's how they award. Um, so
0: what, what does that do for you as a business? Like what did that change your clientele? Did you all of a sudden have oh, well, you know, course. people driving from, um, you know, other states and, and did, did you pick up on any of that?
3: We we did to a degree. Um, I will say it was bittersweet, and this is gonna sound weird, but um, I you know it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to all of us at Rootdown, and I quickly discovered that the majority of the craft beer drinkers at the time, you know, and I mean the 22 year old haze boy, Untapped craft yeah. beer drinkers, they didn't give a shit about GABF. Sure, and they were just like, "What? They don't make hazy beers. They suck." You know, like and and so it was bittersweet where it's like, Oh, we won this award and people are like, Well, whatever, this hazy brewery's better and it's like so it was like all this like negativity coming too and you're just like,
0: Wait, can we even enjoy this? Like Can you appreciate what this is? You know, and it's like yeah, well look at
3: the untapped of bind. It's a fucking four (laughs) point two and you know, the this New York brewery Far away from me that I traveled to, that's a five. And you're like, oh, well, that's cool. I'm sorry, but yeah. experts told us that yeah. this is a good beer, <laughs> not right? the 22 year old that only knows Hayes shit. So I, so it was just kind of like a weird moment where you're like, well, what do you do with this? Do you, do you boast about it? Yeah. Do you be proud of it? Or because every time you try to be proud and be like, oh yeah, we won, I, we're the only East Coast brewery to win gold. In American IPA category. That, that's amazing. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but at the same time, you boast about and People are like, yeah, whatever, well, but it's not like a, yeah. this brewery's better. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, I'm not saying it's <laughs> yeah, not a. Yeah, right. it's like, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It I, was just I, weird, but no, we did get an influx of people coming in, um, traveling. Yeah. I remember, you know, people from New Jersey and I don't, I don't know if people traveled really far, but, yeah. um, you know, so it was just kind of, that happened, and it was kind of a scary thing too, because it's like, all right, well, we got to keep the momentum going, and now this big magnifying glass is on us, right? You know, so people would come in for buying, and then, you know, then they'd be like, okay, cool. And what hazies do you have? And we're like, well, we don't really do hazies. <laughs> we got some unfiltered shit. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to try that?
1: And, you know. So, and, and it's funny that you know when I was thinking about this beer and when you guys won and everything, I was like, I wonder if they made that. To specifically hit those style guidelines, because that's really what it is when you're out in that judging. It's, yeah, it's how well are you hitting the style I guidelines. Don't,
3: I don't think we consciously brewed it that way. We brewed it based off of beers we loved. Bell's Too Hard, It mm. um, Headhunter. You know, like those uh, those style IPAs. Mm-hmm. That's what the that's what our vision was. Um, and all of the, those beers I'm mentioning are award-worthy style. Uh, you know hairs. what I mean? Yeah. So So, um, yeah. I mean, that was the style guidelines we were trying to truly pinpoint. Piney, citrusy, hot profile.
0: But at the um, same time, you're just using what you had left at the time. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. pretty crazy, too. Right, right. And then you just, like, adjust it a little bit yeah. to, to make it a little better or whatever. But,
3: but a, I mean, a- you know, like, even when... It, and that's what I told Steve at the time. I was like... It doesn't matter it's pills and two row, like I always made my IPAs with Vienna. I never used crystal malt, and none of that stuff. It was right. always Vienna was my the malt that kinda gave the maltiness, the subtle maltiness of the IPAs that I wanted to make. Right. So as long as we had that, that you know, I was like, no, this'll be a great IPA. Yeah. This will be good. So
0: Yeah. Now that is fantastic. I just finished the bind. I love the bitterness on that. It it's just like I don't know. Like I say for everything that I like, it's got a great body, it's well balanced. Yeah. I mean well It's got yeah. it's got everything. That balance balance everything is, is the crackers. key, yeah. Yeah.
3: That's, yeah. That, that's
0: what he's got. That, that's my vocabulary. If well, I like a beer it's 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 got a great body and it's well balanced.
3: Uh I mean maybe not all our beers are, are about the body, but balance yeah. is always our focus on yeah. beers. Yeah. Even when we do the hazy shit, you know, like it's um I, well, we don't even say it's hazy. We just do unfiltered, like yeah. murky shit. But you know, uh, we're not going down to ten IBUs. Like, I still got to put at least thirty-five yeah. IBUs in there. Like, <laughs> right. it's got to be like, it's got to be a balance. You can't yeah. have it so lopsided. To us, I'm not saying anybody else that does it. I'm just saying how Rootdown wants to make their IPAs. Yep. And their hazy. You know, like.
0: So it's- how how long ago was was buying GABF? That was you uh, said, we said 2018, wow. right? 2018, 18. Was, yeah. I
2: think it was. I think they judge it in late summer, early fall, something like sure. that. Sure, like October. Yeah. So,
0: a lot has the, the the craft beer market, the the amount of Pennsylvania breweries, a lot has changed in that time. <laughs> it's been a huge evolution. Oh, yeah, a
2: lot of
3: breweries.
0: Yeah. What you is it?
3: Me? Like the craft beer world changes every three weeks. It yeah. feels yeah. like for real, for sure. Like so, I, I mean that when when this brewery opens, I had a list of like like I had a vision of the direction and all that, and actually prior to Root Down opening, like that year of us like gearing up to open, the craft beer world was going so rapid. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, I mean the changes and the what's the hype now? What's the what's the new thing you got to do? It was so rapid. I mean I think social media plays a big role into that too. Like sure, I, I, you know, but just the. Yeah, it, it, it started going crazy to the point that we we tried to make a conscious decision to not fall into that trap. Like, just do what we do. Yeah, It's either going to, like, continue to make, like, we continued to make Pilsners, we continued mm-hmm. to make, and it wouldn't sell, and we'd only make two hazies on draft, and it would sell out quick, and then people would be like, I mean, there was times we were just out of hazy beer on draft, because we yeah. were just... And we're like, oh well, we got Bine and we got this filtered. Uh, we had a beer called 1999 called. They want their IPA back, and it was just <laughs> this, you know. And we were like, we had that, and yeah. you know, like a 22-year-old going, no, I, like is what, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't want this. And I was yeah. born like, in 1999. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, you're like, oh shit, just stick with it, stick with it, just keep yeah. going, and then hopefully the trend
0: comes back or whatever but do you feel like that's happening because i mean I, I was admiring your your tap list earlier and chris and i were talking i was just like you know
2: De-clectic, yeah
0: Yeah. there's just such a, a good balance of styles here and, yeah. and so many balance there's not a, yeah. a ton of yeah <laughs> there's my word for the night or forever it's,
2: it's been such a i mean 2021 especially just been such like a, a breath of pressure breath, breath of fresh air yeah sorry. yeah no. <laughs> in terms of beer yeah I yeah We've tackled more lagers in the last year than I yeah. think we've ever had like
3: It's nice yeah. that. our that, last
2: pilsner was our fastest-selling mm-hmm. beer, yeah, which old. has never
3: happened before. That's and we amazing. brewed it, we put it out and we're like, "Are you like it's gone already?" And yeah. yeah. What, 3 weeks or something like it. I was like, "Wasn't a hazy IPA?" <laughs> no, okay, and, it, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I love that lagers are coming back around. You know, I don't love that they're coming with a a caveat of things have to be trendy and it has to be on a side pull tap or yeah, right, it yeah. has to be a milk pour <laughs> yeah. like that's cool if that's how we need to get a younger generation yeah. into it and they need a hype aspect to yeah. it that's cool i'll play that game but yeah. i'm just happy that loggers are back and i think they taste good on regular taps too i feel
0: like that's got to be a tough balance because you know somebody like me i feel like i would want to just go like like i, w- I would just chase the hype and i would be like yeah we're I, gonna we're gonna do all hazies and we're gonna sell a billion things and we're gonna we're gonna crank them out quickly and and who cares dump whatever you want in there we'll triple dry hop it and call it something crazy and and I, do a different name every week and
3: i chased the dollar a few times you yeah, know like but, you, you want to go down, down that road at some it, point right but, but then it goes back to what i said about jimmy smith about playing from the heart yeah and you kind of go i'm just not excited About this tap
1: list, so so, but every once in a while you got to keep the lights on. Yeah, you got to make. Correct. You got to buy the instruments. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, Totally. Totally.
0: We we, we had a talk with somebody that 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 we all know, and uh, I said, "Man, you you know, you you've got one of the best brewers that we know in the area. Like, if you guys just cranked out hazies, like he could probably do it better than some of like the most." you know whatever and and you guys could probably just you know have people lining up like crazy you know but you guys just don't have like a a crazy hazy IPA and he's like well that's just not what we're about and we're just going to stick to what we do and um you know and then he just like keeps doing well and it's like how awesome is that to just stick to your guns and do what you want and you have a packed place on a Friday Saturday night like you're saying and, and everybody's having a good time and you're like but I did it my way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and it worked out. Very gratifying. That's got to yeah, be definitely. like the best feeling.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I love our guests that come in here, and um, they're a different breed. You know, the guests that come in here are enjoying each other's company. Very rarely am I seeing them drinking a beer while uh, on Untapped and judging it. You know, right? Then right, like yeah. I just see them enjoying the moment, and that's. That's the crowd we're playing to, yeah, and that's you know, and that's what they want, and that's what we're
2: giving them. What, so do, you, what do you say I to was, some? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say too. Like, I I love the fact that we're we have such an eclectic offering. Like, I love that. Like, in the last year, it's like I think we've done like 20, 30 different styles. It's like it's not just been like a hazy this or, or a yeah. poser. Like, like It's not like no, we can we exist on multitudes. We can do a triple. Like we yeah. can do an ESB. Like we, I love having that kind of freedom. You know. Like, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's got to be so much fun as a brewer just to be able to, like, not get stuck doing something because it's, yeah. like... It really is. Well, this uh, is what we got to do. Like, we're going to experiment. We're going to have fun. We're going to do the different styles. And you keep just yeah. continue to learn. If I had and, to make
2: five beers over and over again, and, oh, like, like, now to, is just, it, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, i be done for. <laughs> yeah. And I said to Chris a while ago,
3: um, the past year, I, I'm drinking the dark lager right now. I... That... All these beers are Chris's creation, but like styles that I personally like I'm a pilsner drinker. I drink pills, drink hellas, yeah. like that uh, prima pills, victory prima pills. Give it to me all day. Um that's my go-to. But this past year, I've been trying. I I've been drinking everything Chris is brewing, dark lager, like even the Hefeweizen, the wit beer, like it's just he's
4: killing it. Yeah.
3: With awesome. just... Like, All these styles, styles that I would never go out to a bar and order. Yeah, but I just enjoy
0: the hell out of them. Oh, that's awesome. Too.
2: Yeah, it's just been fun to you know, I don't know, just yeah, just change it up, you know, just for the sake of like, hey, let's like, like let's just do a Vienna lager. And we're, I was like, oh fuck yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah, like let's yeah, like research the hell out of it, you know, just try yeah. to you know try to do it as by the book as I can, or like put our twist on it, like. It's just so gratifying to. That's our chef right there, there guy. Incredible. Is that guy? Yeah,
1: he's leaving. I saw you guys doing. It's like a vegan Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. That's become like
3: our greatest. uh, Well, tonight's kind of slow. Tonight's kind of a slow night. Just in town in general. Um, But yeah, the vegan stuff. you know, we used to do Wild Wednesdays, and that's we were getting exotic meats in.
1: I saw that, and like yeah, ostrich I, yeah. and boar,
3: kangaroo, and, like, yeah. and 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 we were just going nuts with it. And then you can only, I can only find so much l- legal, yeah, right? <laughs> <one> <laughs> meat that we could sell. So stuff started repeating so much and everything. So then we were just like, all right, we need a new special for Wednesday. And I like to just go from one extreme to the other. So I was like. Let's do all vegan. Yeah. And uh, Guy, our our chef, is he's not a vegan, uh, but he's a talented chef that knows flavors. And he just started putting vegan stuff out. Now it's become like our busiest night of the week. That's awesome. And people travel. Talk about traveling for beer. People are traveling pretty far for the the vegan menu. That's awesome. Because they're not just getting... um, a seitan cheese steak. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what vegans are always forced to eat when they go out. They're getting gourmet, fine dining vegan options. Like, nice. He's just putting out some incredible stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And actually, our new spring menu is going to be almost 50% vegan
1: now. Nice. So, I thought maybe Swarma was here cooking up the vegan <laughs> stuff, <laughs> watching the Netflix. Yeah.
3: Oh, does that we Bad, started, bad
0: st- Vegan? Is yeah, that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Me and
3: my wife started that last night. I got five minutes into it, and I was like, "Nah, I gotta get really high, yeah. <laughs> like more high than I yeah. to watch this." So yeah,
0: yeah, we. It, it didn't I just grab finished me it. right away. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So, so we're all sipping on this stout here, Chris. You want to tell us a little bit about what this is? Oh yeah,
2: this is a wimp. It's our uh, we're calling it a dry stout. So D R Y E. So it's a four percent uh. Stout brew with rye, uh, so there's a little bit of uh, rye malt and flaked rye in it, in addition to some uh, some chocolate malts, and uh, I think we had some some other specialty malts in it as well. I I would say kind of Guinness-like, but like way more intensely like flavored than that. I get a lot of like baker's chocolate and coffee kind of notes out of yeah. it. Yeah, um, it, it we did our. When I first started a couple of years ago, we did a stout on nitro that was a bit stronger. And I think we had some, like, kind of dispensing issues like that. So we kind of, like, went away from, like, any kind of nitro pour for years. Yep. And th- th- this was kind of, like, a reintroduction to that system. We were, like, let's take a really hard look at, like, our dispensing system and just try to, like, really nail a nitro pour. Yeah. So this was kind of my baby for, like, a good, you know, like, couple weeks of my life. Nice. Just trying to make sure, like... It needs to pour properly, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I need that cascading effect, or else I'm not going to be happy. And right. Yeah. yeah. So we, we definitely put a lot of time into this, you know, very simple four percent beer, trying to make it as perfect as we could, and uh, I'm really happy with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I love I love the the chocolate notes in this and the roastiness, and it's not it's not too heavy either.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Four percent. It 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 is deceiving. Like you know, like Guinness, it looks like it's going to be like a mouthful, but it actually goes down super super, yep. super silky, super smooth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really easy.
1: I like that it's not. An ashtray, which some of the yeah. Irish stouts get to me, yeah. and I'm just like, this yeah. is, just it's tastes tense. like an ashtray. I can't
3: do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> Intense
2: yeah. roast, yeah. that A lot of uh, chocolate malt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. chocolate, I think it was rye malt, chocolate rye, and then there's, I think a little bit of caraffa which is like a darker uh, dehusked kilns malt. They'll just get like some dark like coffee notes to it. Yeah, yeah
0: nice. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. So what gets you excited about brewing these days? What, what keeps you um, coming up with, with new ideas or, um, you know, things like that to, to try to keep up either with trends or with with how you think, um, you know, people are going to buy beer?
2: Lately, lately it's been like the opposite of trends has been getting me excited. We, we yeah. recently came out with a Red Rye IPA, which is maybe the least trendy beer we've ever done. And I, it's, I love it. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. You gave me a sample of it over there. Yeah, I loved it. it. It was really good.
2: Yeah. I think it's just... Not in like a trolling way, but kind of going against the grain has just been kind of a lot of fun for me. Like, yeah, like here's a bunch of hazies, and then we're like, hey, here's a, uh, you know, here's a Vienna Lager, here's a Red Rye IPA, here's a, a a Schwartz beer. It's like thing, very old styles that people don't do that much anymore. I kind of love tossing that into the check, uh, you know, checking that box on our tap list. And yeah. Saying like, hey, yeah, you 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 have a hazy, you have a West Coast, you have this, but like, hey, try this as well. This is yeah. something that's like you're you're probably not going to get anywhere else in this area. Yep. I, lo- I love chasing that kind of carrot, being like, hey, here's something that's yeah. no, no one else is doing. Let's do let's do
0: that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: How do you guys balance your space and time for your logger program? <laughs> Good. Is that, <laughs> that <laughs> the bane of your existence? Um, is that something that you say, we're going to do this and we're just going to figure it out no matter what because that's what we're going to do? So we, you know, Chris has an amazing process for making the
3: lager. Me as the owner, I'm going to him. Hey, Chris, can we, um, can, those, we, can, we, can, can we, can we, can we, can we, can we, and I, we had this discussion this morning, yeah. so, <laughs> like literally I said, what, when's the Wakatu pills ready? And he goes mid April and I go, okay. So April 10th <laughs> ready. And he's like, mm, yeah. And that's why we tasted it today. And yeah, Like, I mean, look. So us see. We're only going to put it through when it's ready. Yeah. You know, as much as I want it to go faster, if it doesn't taste right or it just needs time, we're going to do it. And, um, yeah, we don't, I mean, (laughs) I wish we were that organized. We're not. (laughs) We're we're just, (laughs) like, literally we're going, no, it's ready to go now. And then I'll, we'll have a tasting session sometimes and go, I think we can. I think we can move it up a week. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's move it along. I always wonder if, you know, obviously when all this thing exploded, 16, 17, 18, IPAs really helped bring everything up. And I wonder if Pilsners and Loggers didn't catch that coat ride because of space and time. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was... Um,
3: also, breweries not having the uh, proper equipment yeah. to, to cool and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was... Uh, yeah, I think I think that's exactly the case with that. I've been yeah.
1: calling year of the lager for what now? Like three years? Yeah, I think so. So it's finally, yeah. it's finally caught up to it's my, uh, finally my prediction. Had, yeah, we've yeah. been saying
3: it for five. <laughs> every, every year I'm like, nah, I think this it's is the year. Let's, yeah, just yeah. Keep making, <laughs> let's
2: just keep making the and so It'll catch on. I thought about then, this too. It's like something like... It's almost like there's a natural conflict between like, like what the brewer wants and what the ownership wants. It's like, yeah, I want to advocate for the beer, but also like we have to get it to market and make sure it sells so we can stay in business. It's like, you got to meet in between. Like, yeah. be like, that's been my take on it. Like, my job is to you know, manage the expectations and just be like, hey, like, it could be better if we do this, but like, we can get it out now. You know? yeah. we got to find that middle ground all I, the time. I, you know, I, I hear a yeah. couple
1: brewers talk about it like a, like a famous actor or director. They'll do the yeah. one for the, f- you know, they'll do the popcorn movie. They'll do the yeah, one for yeah, them yeah. and they'll do the one for me. The art yeah. house kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of fancy flick that not many people are going to watch, but that's their art. Yeah. That's how they're, yeah, exactly. they're marrying that together. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. So true.
0: So what has happened? I, I feel like we've been focusing so much on the early days, right? But you've got another location now. Well, or what do kind of. what, what you want to yeah. call it? To sure. Explain that.
3: No, it's, it's a weird location. So the, the, um, a property at the other end of Phoenixville opened up, uh, which had a lot of outdoor space. And one thing we're lacking here at this location is an outdoor beer garden. Yep. Um, when that property popped up, um, again, just the universe being aligned, um, a local barbecue restaurant had a small location. They, their landlord was looking to sell the property. So the owner, uh, Brian of Uncle B's Barbecue, just came and talked to me about not us creating a relationship, but um, he was just kind of saying like, how does your license work for another restaurant or so? Um, And I was like, that's weird you ask that because the owner of this property wanted to buy that that outdoor property with a building on it. And he talked to me the week prior, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing another location yeah. because I don't want to open another restaurant. Yeah. I would do another brewery, yeah. but I want nothing to do with food. So now I have a guy that owns a restaurant going, hey, how does this work out? And I was like, hold on, wait. <laughs> yeah. We all need to get together and talk. So what ended up happening is I entered into a lease at this other property, yep. uh, Uncle B's Barbecue became a part of that. They control the food. Yep. We control the bar and then I have a big outdoor property, almost three quarters of an acre or quarter wow, acre, yeah. or uh, half an acre or something yep. for an outdoor beer garden. Something nice. that we've lacked. Yep. Uh, so now, I mean, we're we're ramping it up. Uh, mid, Mid-April, we'll be open for our third year out there. So now we have a big outdoor beer garden. So you can call it an, another location. I guess it is, but...
0: It's it's kind of like an extension of this. It's not yeah. that far away, but it's, it's also not that far away. It's next, the next thing. It's not town. next door. It just but yeah. it
3: just allows our guests that want to experience root down on a beautiful day yeah. to experience root down yep. on the outside. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's awesome. But it's a great location. I mean, we have awesome music. A lot of dead cover bands come through. Nice, just really cool music out. Yeah, there, just a different so. vibe, another yeah. way to enjoy it. That, and that's exactly it. That's and then awesome. and then teamed up with a southern barbecue joint. Um, so our vibe down here, hip-hop, fun, uh, colorful energy, it's a different vibe down there. It's laid back, bluegrass bands, dead cover bands, you know, just a different different energy.
0: Do you guys still do um, kung fu movies?
3: Uh, we do on two of the TVs. We didn't do it for a while <laughs> because, I mean, again, you can't please everyone. So <laughs> we used to always put it on, and then guests would come in and go, uh, can I get golf? On that right, TV, yeah. and we're like, no, it's this is thirty-six <laughs> yeah. chambers. Like, That's what are what you talking about? Like, look, yeah. yeah, like now, uh, and and then people would be like, well, hey, look, or it's March Madness, not right. So, look, Villanova's in it. Can we get the Villanova game? So it got such a pain in the ass for our bartenders that I said, look, just just we'll just go back to sports. No more kung fu. Then the emails and the messages started coming in. Where's the kung fu? Bring back the kung fu. So, finally, I brought that back, which I want, but, you know, yeah. it, still, we put it on, and then, you know, a, like, a Villanova game, naturally, we're going to put Villanova on. Yep. Flyers game, yeah, we're going to put Flyers on. So I would rather watch the Kung Fu. Yeah, Flyers as yeah. you know? well. Thanks. You're not kidding. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: What's, uh, what's new and exciting? What's coming up for Root Down?
3: Oh, what's coming up for Root Down? Um, well, like I said, the beer garden, uh, Root Down Beer Garden. Uh, we have a separate Facebook page uh, and everything for that, uh, but mid-April, that's going to be opening, and that's just four blocks down from this location. Um, as far as some fun new beers coming up, uh, we have a big stout coming our way in the middle of summer or spring. Nice, that's yeah. how we like to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, we we, we brewed a, a while ago, we brewed a Russian Imperial Stout, and yeah. then um, Shit hit the fan, and I was no like, "There's Russia, no way I'm using Russia. the name <laughs> Russian." Yeah. So
1: the Ukraine Imperial. Stout. Yeah. Correct. So <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, yeah, so we decided to switch it up. We're gonna add coffee to it, some vanilla, and we're gonna call it an Imperial Pennsylvania Breakfast Stout. Nice. And the uh, oh. it's called Dippy Eggs. Oh, I love that. Uh, love yeah. That. So we got it. Todd came up with a really cool logo. Yeah. Uh, nice. Or label. Um, So that beer, Dippy Eggs, will be coming out soon in cans. And then we're going to take half that batch. Uh, It has coffee in it as well. I don't know if I said that. Uh, We're going to take half that batch, put it in Pennsylvania whiskey barrels, let that age for a while, and then we'll have cans called Dippy Eggs and Scrapple. Um, And that will be coming out. So we have that coming up. Um, We have an awesome 420 show coming up. We teamed up with – we did a collaboration brew called Electric Sheep. Mm-hmm. With Truck North uh, from The Roots, and he's going to be releasing his new album called Electric Sheep. Who's that? Truck North. He was well, part what? of The Roots crew. Just yeah, what a. Uh, well, it's like a. They're they're.
0: Just yeah, a whole what gang. instrument? You have any idea?
3: No, he just okay. he's just okay. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, no, I, I just I love The Roots, but yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So, okay. um, he just released. Uh, he's going to be releasing a new album. Um, Produced by Rock Bottom, uh, Rocco from Death by Bong. I don't know if you know him. Remember Death by Bong, great band. Um, so they're going to be performing uh, on 420. Nice. We got a big 420 show uh, coming up. We're going to have some uh, bunch of fun stuff, some rolling papers to give out, some uh, paraphernalia, some all, all kinds of things. So nice. look for that announcement coming soon. Okay. Awesome. So big 420 show here. Um, at
0: Root Down Brewing, right?
3: At Root Down, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, um, I don't know if Chris is doing some cool pilsners. Yeah. Um, sure.
2: yeah we got a single hop wakatu Pils coming out. It's like. Yeah.
3: That I'm making him release yeah. a week earlier. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just like the simplest beer. But I, yeah. I took a but sample. You loved, yeah, you I, said you loved it, I right? I took a sample from the tank today, and I was like, yes, this is, this is yeah. everything I want. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. What do you think? You ready for toast? Do a toast. Let's do it. How about a beer? Woo! Mighty
2: be Brews presents the toast of the week. Oh my god! All right, I'm going
0: first. Uh, my toast of the week. Uh, I've, I guess I've got two. Um, one of them is going to be to you, Mr. Steve. Happy birthday, which was yesterday.
1: It was yesterday.
2: Oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, bud. Thank you.
0: Um. Also, I, I, I think we, you and I talked about this earlier. I feel like I've been shouting this out like every week, but uh, our good friends, Brett and Laura, that have been on the show, they just had their first baby. That was, uh, I guess, last week, baby Jack. So uh, shout out to you guys. Congratulations. And, uh, and yeah, that's my my toast of the week. Woo! Cheers to you guys. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers. This I have no is uh, his first uh, Jack's first toast.
0: Yeah. Jack's first toast. Probably not going to be <laughs> his last. If if I keep this up, he'll get one, like, every other week. Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. My if, toast is going to be to uh, all the people that uh, took the time to wish me a happy birthday on Facebook. It was funny. I'm, you know, looking through, you know, you get the notification and you, you go see who it is. And, the you know, the first thing you usually get, like, a memory, like, oh, I remember going to school with that guy. Or I remember yeah. doing this activity with that guy. And I have a very eclectic friends list because I did a lot of different activities. And I never, like, mixed friends. Yeah, Like when I was teaching my percussion stuff, like I had my percussion friends, and then there's the high school friends, and then there's the beer friends. And yep. Seeing all those different people, it just made me thankful that I got to experience a lot of different types of people in my life. And, yeah. uh, and uh, shout
0: out to everybody that uh, took the time. Uh, that's awesome. Shout out, guys. <laughs> Cheers. You guys have anything you want to do?
2: I'll do one. Uh, well, <laughs> it's kind of weird, my... Sister, who's been the most COVID-conscious member of our family, she, she got it. Yeah. And she, today's day five, so... Nice. Get back to work, Kara. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers to her for cheers to her day five. Yeah. She's got it, congrats and she on made break, it through. Congrats on breaking the seal. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, it's, it's such a different feeling. Like, you know, I, I got all the vaccines, the booster and um still got it you know what i mean and don't know if i if if i had it before or not but it's just like it just feels good to like have it done now like you've done it and and it's it's like like, okay i've had it i've got immunity plus boosters i'm probably in good shape and i'm on the other end of it now yeah Yeah, exactly it's a good feeling i'm still a virgin yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not
3: as far quite. as I know, I never got it. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I took so many. T- I mean, obviously, in this business, you got to be yeah. aware of it. And yeah. I, I. I have gotten sick. Yeah. Since it started, I have felt horrible. I have taken test tests after test and test, and it's Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yep. just I wanted to say I have it. Yeah. Like, not because I want it, but I'm like, I'm sick. Like, it has to be it. Yeah, I know. And and I got like, really oh. sick
0: a couple of times and kept testing positive And I was like, oh, I've got a sniffle. And there it is. Yeah. No, Crazy I'll, I'll
1: knock on church bench here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Closest I've been to a church bench in quite some time. i got to be
0: quite honest with you. Mike, I don't know if you knew this was coming, but you got one?
1: Oh, a toast. No, uh, I don't.
3: How about a... Um, Geez, just a toast to you guys for coming out and doing this. It, it, it's long overdue. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Yeah, and uh, it's dope. been awesome. I feel
0: like I'm I'm cutting it short. Like I feel like we could sit here and talk for another hour. We really hour could. And I and mean, yeah, honestly, easily. like
3: how long have we been talking? I don't even know. Uh, I mean, it's.
0: It, I mean, we've been on the air for at least an hour and a half. Oh. Shit. Yeah. Okay. We usually try to stick to an hour a little bit over. Okay. So we're, we're definitely, yeah, yeah, we're coming up on an hour and a half now.
1: Let's do your longest show in history.
3: Let's yeah. keep going.
0: Let's do it.
1: No, we did one during COVID times. Oh, like, or like the original zoom COVID or times? <laughs> yeah. It had to be three and a half hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I want to sure. break that
0: record, guys. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this again because I think yeah. it's crazy that. Well, you know that what? We so have long. a lot
3: of mutual friends. Yeah. We should. Get East Branch up here, or we a a round table. Yeah, we did a Brewers round table that
0: was so much fun. Everybody had a good time, and it was during COVID, so like brothers Kirshner, the yeah. East Branch guys, Stolen Son. I animated. forget who else. Like we can get yeah, them all together. Exactly. Let's just have a good time yeah. and chat, and you guys can talk shop a little bit, and we can ask questions, stuff we want to know about. And I think it would just be a fantastic yeah. time.
3: Yeah, yeah. We did a we did a podcast here. God, like three years ago. Yeah. It was Tired Hands. It was me, Gene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean McGatigan, Dylan. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. That was a cool one. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: fun. We should do that again. Yeah, And this is a good spot for it. I
1: think some people might have been drinking during that episode. Ooh, <laughs> and smoking. <laughs> yeah. I, I said drinking. Uh, yeah. well, I said smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I know what was going on. <laughs>
0: well, um, Mike, Chris, thank you guys so much for having us and spending the time with us. It was... Uh, it was a fantastic time yeah. talking with yeah. you, Chris. It was great to meet you. you too. Um it, it was an absolute blast. But guys, if you took the time to watch, to listen, to share, uh, to follow us, we really appreciate you. Thank you so, so much for giving us your attention, and we will talk to you next time.